When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Caitlin Bird. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast for C-SPAN. It's a group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. We will try to laugh despite, what, now four days of continuous rain in our area. Ooh, yeah. It's been rough. It's been, it's been rough. Um, I kind of like falling asleep to it, but the, the dreary days, not good. Amanda, this is your last podcast before you will be legally wed. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Not in terms of doing another podcast, in terms of Mike not getting cold feet. <laughs> right. I was right. I was <laughs> Yes, exactly. How are you? How are you feeling? I'm okay. I just haven't been getting very good sleep, which is like not really it's just because Morty's still like, you know, is like having like coughing episodes at night. And then normally I can fall right back asleep. It's not like an issue, but since there's so much on my mind, I just like stay awake and kind of spiral. So I'm gonna take a nap later. <laughs> Morty's going to be at the wedding, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's going to be for the pictures. Yeah, but you can call me low energy mans for this episode. <laughs> okay. All right. We will, we're will. we going to get through it. We're going to get of through course, it. The rain, the wedding, Caitlin. Yes. Caitlin, I am so excited <laughs> to talk to you about our subjects this episode. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I, uh, I have found the rain cozy more than anything. It's, there is a coziness to it. There's a good fall energy. I'm getting excited. Oh my gosh, it's I'm I've started drinking hot tea again. It's oh you know, I I get hot way too easily, so I can't possibly drink like hot drinks during the summer and now I'm back. Oh, I took out my monogrammed robe. It's very exciting for me. It's a very exciting Ooh. time. Congratulations. <laughs> that is exciting. I am being married to the fall. So <laughs> I am very excited. Love of right your now. life. Soulmates. <laughs> Soulmates. Tis also the season for Supreme Court oral arguments. We, Sammy and I discussed uh, some of the cases on the docket and just some of the factors kind of influencing how we're interpreting some of the arguments and what we're hearing from the court. But Yesterday was one of Justice Brown Jackson's first uh, set of oral arguments. I'm not sure. It might have been her first set of oral arguments. I know it wasn't the first case, but there was some, no, there was something Monday. There was something Monday, too. So then she was sworn onto the court. So Sam and I did discuss that case on Monday. But to catch up, it relates to an Alabama congressional map that includes only one majority black district, even though more than a quarter of the state's population is black. It's one of seven districts. 
And we should know that this district is drawn to like capture dense populations of black residents to basically contain them into a single district. And lower courts have said you can't do this. This is like this is racial discrimination. Alabama's defense here is that it drew its map in a race neutral manner and forcing them to consider black voters representation is actually what's unconstitutional. Their reverse lawyer, racism, reverse redistricting. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the argument right there. All right. Plaguing our nation. The best part is that their lawyer, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this, Caitlin, said that redrawing the maps could force them to violate the Constitution's Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. Let's play for the listeners just some of Judge Brown Jackson's response from that. I don't think we can assume that just because race is taken into account that that necessarily creates an equal protection problem because I understood that we looked at the history and traditions of the Constitution at what the framers and the founders thought about. And when I drilled down to that level of analysis, it became clear to me that the framers themselves adopted uh, the Equal Protection Clause, the 14th Amendment, the 15th Amendment, in a race-conscious way. That they were, in fact, trying to ensure that people who had been discriminated against, the freedmen, um, in during the Reconstruction period, uh, were actually uh, 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 brought equal to everyone else in the society. So I looked at the uh, report that was submitted by the Joint Committee on Reconstruction, which drafted the 14th Amendment. Um, And that report says that the entire point of the amendment was to secure rights of the freed former slaves. One of my favorite things about this argument is that it it, uh, takes the premise of the conservative argument, which is like, we have to go back to what the people who wrote it really meant and then you go and you read the arguments about the 13th, 14th, yes. and 15th Amendments, and almost all of them, quite reasonably, are about, hey, how do we protect this new class of citizens we just made? Right. We In that clip, she does say, like, and they're yeah. all formerly enslaved people. And we know these people at this point, after five years of war, they are not going to let... <laughs> Black people be free in this country. That's why we have to pass these amendments because they're just going around doing whatever. It, I was just, I was just like, oh, chef's kiss of an argument to turn around the whole like. Well, if you look at the actual history, what did the founders of the the amendment think? And I was like, hey, yeah. hey, hey. and she was like, so I actually went back and read exactly what they said. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. They really do toss them right in there. Like, it's only Wednesday. You know, it's barely noon as we're recording. And they've already had these, like, two Mm -hmm. very intense cases and, like, viral clips of of the oral arguments. I mean, you would think they would have some sort of, like, orientation week with the new justices. Icebreakers. You know, I want them to take their time. I would like a little more – a little more – time before they take away our rights. You know you want you want Justice Brown Jackson to have to do more onboarding bonding with Justice Kavanaugh. You know learn each other's anagrams. You know, maybe they need to do some like training of some sort, you know? <laughs> maybe they need to do some like DEI training now that they have their first right. black woman on the court. They said on the podcast Strict Scrutiny last week that they actually don't have standard issue robes. They just, it's BYO robe. That Where do you get so, that? Exactly. So I'm like. So anyone can like buy a robe? joke robes. Like we do videos with Millie where she dresses up as a justice or a judge. And I'm like, 
<laughs> where I was like, oh, it's so silly. We have this Amazon robe. It could Is that be where the they're getting them? Robe. Who knows? If you look at the most recent picture, they're all wearing different robes. Justice Sotomayor's is like amazing. It's like this like silk kind of more like fitted narrow number. But I don't know. I, I never noticed any of this. It. I literally thought they were all the same, like a flight There's attendant's uniform. There's no standard uniform. issue. They got to yeah. buy their own. I wonder if they can expense it. I need to know the I secrets of robe like, fashion now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there should be a designer who dresses Katanji Brown-Jackson. Like, if I'm a designer and I'm not, I would be all over that. I would be designing her some chic-ass Supreme Court robe and generally just raising the consciousness around the Supreme Court and all that is happening with it right now. It should be more public knowledge that they just – they can wear whatever robes they want. So, you know, pitch pitch your ideas. Any designers out there. To add a bit more to this, she spoke about the purpose of the 14th Amendment, saying that the entire point of the amendment was to secure rights of the freed former slaves. So I've seen a lot of headlines this week about how she kind of like took the spotlight, dominated the conversation, wasn't scared to chime in first. And I just don't remember. They were all in a celebratory way. You know, I don't want to be too cynical about it, but I just do you remember ever seeing that framing around Gorsuch or Kavanaugh? Well, Gorsuch was a stolen seat. <laughs> like I love the refusal from both of you to even acknowledge their their like that they're there. <laughs> I just don't think that I, I think that the court has now is elevated in people's consciousness in a way that I mean, it started with RBG where it kind of became like a meme. And now I think the court is like major breaking news. And it's going to be for the next several months, their decisions. And I don't I, I mean, the reason that the judiciary system has become so like, come to loom so large in people's minds is because they're actually doing they're because they've become very activist. Because once the Republicans got a majority, they were able to start making decisions that really changed the course of things. And they're just now highly visible. I think that that's mm-hmm. part of it. Um, True. True. And there's a lot of pride around KBJ, particularly. There's there's a lot to that. I think like two things, right? First of all, Gorsuch was a stolen seat. So you're not getting nearly as much like they almost didn't want to draw a lot of attention to Gorsuch. They were like, he's going to be super regular. Like, you don't need to yeah. worry about it. This is going to be like if you just got a slightly more conservative Merrick Garland. They were like, no, you stole yeah. Merrick Garland's seat. And that's his yeah. seat. And, and there now were like Gorsuch liberals simping for him at the time. Yeah. And then Kavanaugh, we all know that no one wanted to. T- There's a certain amount of just radioactivity, which should end properly remain around Kavanaugh for, you know, very credibly being a sexual assaulter. So moving on, the point is that like both of them had like really, <laughs> really like kind of awful moments in their confirmations that made people or like the nature of how they've been confirmed made people, I think conservatives really excited about them, but there wasn't like mm-hmm. as much awareness from the general public. Katanji Brown Jackson had like the opposite where there's a lot more attention to how she'd been treated during her confirmation hearings, despite the fact that she didn't yell about beer um and uh you know and how she's you know very smart but she also has to kind of get out ahead of the reality that people are going to demean her because of her blackness and womanhood to say that she's not qualified to to maybe question as to whether or not she's capable of being on the court um you know so she she had to kind of bring out the big guns early and i appreciate that she just immediately inverted uh 
their arguments and made them try to defend them on their on the terms that they so often argue on, you know? Yeah, I was going to ask you next, like, what was the most sort of satisfying thing to hear from her on that case? Just like, all right, or- originalism, let's do it. Yeah, no, if we're going to take your stupid, if you're going to, you're going to offer us ridiculous ideas of how to think about our country and its laws, let's fucking do it, okay? Let's yeah. fucking get in there and be like, okay, so you're going to say that reverse racism is real. Let's let's interrogate that incredibly, incredibly <laughs> stupid position. That. Yeah, let's unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> also, just the guy that is arguing this looks like, he kind of looks like Blake Masters. He's just one of those like, ugh, ugh. Villain, villain energy. Yeah. Look, if you are not, you're not a true originalist if you're not traveling by horse and buggy. If you believe (laughs) that we need to be back in that time, like you need to be living that way. Like put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I don't think Ginny travels that way. Mm. But maybe they could give it a try. Maybe they could give it a try. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy healthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Next up today, here we are still dealing with the consequences of the court's actions, the prior court's actions on abortion. So Democrats trying to get elected are increasingly drawing attention to extreme policies. Anti-abortion views are unpopular and extreme, and generally Republicans have them. So they're framing all Republicans as extremists. Like any vote for a Republican is a vote against women. It's a vote against families. They're really making that unequivocal point. Uh, A couple examples. This week, Katie Darling, a candidate to unseat Steve Scalise, released a campaign ad that included footage of her in labor, which was definitely like, um, I think the Ben Sheehan and Travis Helwig have a new like shop where they're helping candidates and they put that together. And it was like a very great uh, intro. It definitely got like a million views, super powerful. 
I did, I couldn't help but think like, oh my God, I can't believe we've got to do this. <laughs> but uh, a powerful message that resonated. Well, as and someone then, who doesn't do well with like anything a little too physical, that's not really yeah. the ad for me, but I'm not <laughs> the one who needs to be persuaded. Exactly, exactly. It, it's a lot for me, but like the moment you say footage of her in labor, there's a very visceral feeling for those of us who visceral, might experience it's- childbirth. We're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that that's what they make it look do. very soft. Yeah, like it was like, I don't know how they did it. I think they came in and out when she was like, you know, the very early stages and then afterwards. But, you know, definitely a powerful image. Other candidates in swing districts, exactly, are being crystal clear in their messaging that, like I said, voting for a Republican is a vote against abortion rights. Nearly every advertisement that the House Democrat Super PAC is funding is about reproductive rights. I even found that surprising. Some of these attack ads are... They're a little extra for me. There's one uh, against a Washington Republican. This ad actually never says the name of the person currently in that seat. I think her name is uh, Kim Schreier, Dr. Kim Schreier. It just is opposing her uh, opponent. And you guys see the picture in here. It's just a woman being taken from her house by the special police security force uh, (laughs) for getting an abortion, presumably. And then there's some other really, you know, melodramatic images of nurses and doctors being arrested. And I've seen kind of a lot like these. Um, Tess made a joke, one of our video producers, where we should do some content that's like, is it an A24 horror film trailer or a <laughs> Senate camp or a congressional campaign ad? Because they're just very dark and weird. You know what you could also adopt? Like the Sarah McLaughlin Arms of the Angels into some sort of abortion mm-hmm. ad. Um, okay, here's the, here's the thing. Like as unseemly as it gutturally feels to me, Uh it makes total sense. Because if you think about the way that the right goes about weaponizing suburban, often white women, and getting them to be engaged, it's through messaging like this. It's like the save the children. It's the moms for liberty or whoever they are. It's like, our kids are being exposed to drag shows. Like, you know, it's it's that, that sort of like, it maternal feminine instinct that I think that they play off of. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a feminine instinct, but it's I think um, it's it's I think unique to people. Who, it's a vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. So it's it is a vulnerability. It's, an, it's just, how they can target people emotionally. Exactly, and I think that that's what the right has been doing really effectively for the past few cycles. And maybe this, you know, maybe this cycle we'll see that fifty three percent of white women voted blue. We'll see. I mean, I think it's it's about, yeah, you want to hook in emotionally, but I also think, like, if the, the registration numbers are any indication, a lot of people just, I mean, we live in politics every day, so we, we don't think about this. But, like, oh, my gosh, like, most people aren't paying any attention, like, at all, <laughs> like, even a little bit. And so you kind of have to be extra dramatic in order to, like, seize their attention, Number one, but number two, to make them understand what's at stake. And number three, to get them involved enough for them to be like, oh, my God, I need to go do something. Because if I don't do something now, I really we're really going to go back. And I know that the scenes are like extremely they are extra. <laughs> um, but it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, but they also are reflections of of real things that are happening that, that have been happening that haven't been getting attention, you know, in California. There were these uh, that those red districts where they were prosecuting women for miscarriages like 
these are things that's like, okay, that shouldn't happen. Um, Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom, wow, recently uh, signed a bill into law that will prohibit um, those kinds of prosecutions in the future. A lot of criminal justice work that he's been doing. So um, you could check that out on Bolts Mag, um, which they keep track of a lot of the judicial and legal stuff around criminal justice and other things. Um, but yeah, this is real. This is going to be real. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Put that link in the description. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Cool. Do you think that this messaging is about seven years too late? Yes. Like, do you think this would have been useful to do, you know, to put to frame around Trump? Like, this is your future if Trump is elected? I mean, I, I, I think so. They did. It's like 20 years they too did. late. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's 20 years too late. But like. It, I understand that, like, we're not a we're a very reactive country. Let's just say that is one of our deepest qualities: <laughs> <laughs> materialism and reactivity rather than proactivity. Yes, yes. Um, I think like it's a combination of things, but I would say this actually goes back to like the conservative counter revolution of 1980. And if you look through, it's like the entire space that we were occupying was like like liberal discussions on these things and liberalizing these things was very much like not a discussion and is a very small portion of people who are even getting space to start talking about it. I think we should have been codifying Roe and, and, you know, jumping to that. But Clinton era was safe, legal and rare. Then we got, you know, a compassionate conservative for eight years. So that mm-hmm. stalled everything. Got tons of money going to anti-abortion groups. Got tons of money going to an- so super religious groups. Got tons of money going to abstinence-only education. That happened for eight years, and then we had to kind of switch again with Obama, and he kind of had to do everything. We were kind of like, okay, well, world's collapsing. It's all on you. Get it all done. First black man to ever be president, and it's like it makes me think of the Onion headline of like black man given the worst job. country (laughs) and it's like now then we had trump and it's like these pendulums are swinging back and forth really really hard and each time the swings are taking more and more rights away so you kind of have to like prepare think ahead yeah and that just hasn't been happening um especially since we we switched gears in the 80s you know, towards like, okay, America's perfect. We don't do, we need to do anything. It's like, what? <laughs> we don't need to prepare for the 21st century. We don't need to become a better country. We don't need to do anything else. Yeah. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. 
Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. These ads are hitting people's screens. It'll be a month until the midterm elections on Saturday, I believe. One of the races people continue to talk about very often is Oz versus Fetterman. There is no shortage of content here, whether it is delightful, funny meme content or the most disturbing thing you've ever heard this week. I don't have the details because I said I don't have the heart to go into it, but Dr. Oz is oversaw some medical experiments that involved the death of hundreds of dogs. Yeah. Um, and they were not nice deaths, and their deaths uh, were prolonged in ways that were not pleasant for the animals. And uh, this is this is the Dr. Oz is not a good candidate headline of the week. He just keeps getting worse. This, I mean, the, the, every week there's a Oz and Herschel <laughs> self-takedown. <laughs> I was not expecting Dr. Oz dog killer to be you didn't have anywhere that on your near this. Bingo card? No, I did not think that would be something that would come up. I thought maybe medical malpractice before dog murder, but um yeah, I don't know. The the phrase Dr. Oz was running experiments I find to be deeply disturbing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like John Fetterman needs to take up a John Wick energy at this moment. Mm-hmm. Truly, that movie convinced all of us that it was absolutely okay to murder yes. 50 humans for one dog. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> if, Vengeance if for the puppies, like John thing, <laughs> I think, like, this guy killed a lot of dogs. That's kind of fucked up, right? Like, we should be, we should all, like, we... Are, are, are people of Pennsylvania anti-puppy? Yeah. Anti-puppy. These people are have signed up to be anti-puppy. You know, like, if you said that, like, 20 years ago in politics, someone would just stay. Like, if you were a time traveler, you went back and you were like, that guy that's on Oprah right now, he's going to run for a Senate seat. He's going to get about 40% of the vote guaranteed. And you're just there and be like, what? And then you'd be like, and then in October, it's going to come out that he killed hundreds of dogs and nothing's going to change. And you're going to be like, yeah, <laughs> if you're I feel like Vance Till alone would like tank his like commentator career. But now that he's a politician, he might just survive it. He might just survive it. Trump has shown that like nuclear, you could just survive the nuclear fallout of, of October's arises and nothing will happen to you. You're just, I mean, truly like electoral cockroaches. It's unbelievable. Ugh. I really, really cockroaches. <laughs> I beg the voters of Pennsylvania and Georgia to to get these terrible men out of our heads next month. Voting starts even sooner, actually. I mean, some places it's like around the corner. Get it done. October seventeenth in Georgia. In Georgia, I don't know that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Early voting. Yesterday. Make sure check your registration. Make a plan to vote. 
Don't forget to find a friend to bring to the polls with you if you haven't already. If you need absentee ballots, please go check Rock the Vote, other now, sites. Now. Yes, yeah, right now. Like, while you're listening to this, you can actually go onto the internet and you can just like, that, 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 and you can check whether or yeah, not you're, you're registered your and you're good to vote. Don't forget to make your voting plan. If early voting happens in your state, please pick a date if you can't do election day itself to vote early. You guys got this, you know. Um, Put it in it. Yeah, make a plan. I actually have a technical question for you, Caitlin. I'm going to ask you offline. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> that is our show for today. What a tease. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Caitlin Bird. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.